Welcome to the latest episode of Betfair's Racing Only Better podcast. This is your Goodwood Day 3 preview show and, of course, a splattering of Galway as well. Before we get into it, do not forget the sportsbook offer. Bet five on horse racing multiples and get a free £5 bet on horse racing multiples. But please don't forget to opt in for that offer. You have to opt in, do it responsibly and read the T's and C's. That is all the admin out of the way. We are going to crack straight on, but TC, I will come to you first because we are recording this on Wednesday morning, 8 a.m. Wednesday morning. Um, has the rain hit Goodwood that was forecast at this stage? Uh, they've had they've had 6.8 mil uh, overnight, which changed the going to soft, good to soft in places. The weather stopped for the time being, but there's an expanding at 10 a.m. and all sites including the four sites that I've just looked at, said the rain comes in at 10 o'clock and stays all day, up to 40 mile an hour winds as well. So if you're a race goer, God. good luck. <laughs> it's, kind of, it, it, it's kind of weather that Brendan likes, so he can just stay drinking in the bar. Kevin's keeping the ship afloat from home. Dan is off to Galway. TC has to remain in his box room as per usual. And I am off to the glamorous heights of Saratoga. So we're all missing uh, <laughs> the, the weather shit show that is Goodwood. But anyway, onwards we go. Onwards we go. Uh, we kick off day three with a 10 furlong three-year-old handicap. And as you can imagine, plenty competitive. Dan Barber, I am coming to you first. Perfuse is your favourite, having made his handicap day you at Ascot and the King George and put up a pretty good showing to be fair to him he is three to one at the top of the market Garden Route next best for Adam Farragher William Hager seven to one Adam Farragher had a treble at Yarmouth yesterday for anyone who missed that and further down I mean there's loads of horses actually in here with a chance Silver Sword runs at 12 to one he was one of my chances at Royal Ascot didn't run there comes here instead um Dan, let's kick off with you, please, here. Very, very competitive, as you would expect for this sort of Yeah, race. Yeah, these three old handicaps over middle distances are, aren't they? And it, it was a very good race last year. Um, now, Perfuse comes from that King George where they went bonkers, and he did best of those. So he is a he is surely better than 94. It's probably a matter of time. But I think it's time to get down and dirty on this day. I think it's just going to be... This is like bare knuckle boxing. It's just going to be which else is cult with conditions, which are in the right place, and which have got the the guts for it. And I'm taking a bit of a chance that the break has done Royal Rhyme some good because he's won on soft ground. He's got a good pedigree. He gagged up by five lengths the time he encountered the mud, and he's drawn his stall too. So I'm keeping it very simple. All right, mud lovers to the fore then, and I presume TC, you will be thinking along the same lines in terms of taking the favourite on, but finding something with that bit of deeper ground form. Yeah, I mean the favourite's got a big, big chance. Heavy ground winner down in trip after obviously a glaringly good run last time, but three to one in that ground. No, thank you. Um, I've taken two. The first one's, uh, we've got five places here, so I'm playing both each way. first one's Fear of Everything. Um, I thought he shaped quite well off a break last time on ground too quick at Yarmouth. Um, obviously, the key to him is softer ground. Very impressive at Donny first time up. Third in the Greenham. Um, brilliantly bred horse. Uh, so you'd be hoping he'd be better than 93 by Frankel out of a soft ground QE2 winner. Persuasive. 
So I liked him at 20 to 1. That's the top price around with the five places. Uh, and I'm also going to take a flyer on Coco Jack at 40s. Um, now, I slagged George Scott off uh, recently. He's five from 18 in the last fortnight. Um, so, yeah, uh, like I said, if if you want an upturn in fortunes, give me a shout, trainers and jockeys. And uh, <laughs> it's like me. Um, and like the, uh, I think this horse has just been given three pounds from the handicapper for nothing because look at his run last time. He got bumped into early and he just totally lit the horse up and he just like charged, uh, charged for out of Newmarket. Uh, and the basically the, the jockey who was having only his fifth ever ride just got run away with. So the handicap has dropped him three pounds from that. He's really well handicapped um, on his uh, second to line of Musselburgh uh, in June. And you've got a situation here where by now they have pulled him out on soft ground before and it's going to be nearly borderline heavy here. But if George got does look into it a bit more, um, the actual pedigree suggests really testing ground will suit. I mean, the two... His, his, his half-sister won five times in France from good to soft to heavy. And I had a look at Wings of Eagles, and I've never seen a, a sire with a list of so many moderate horses. Um, <laughs> it's unbelievable. But what good horses he has thrown, well, he actually hasn't, but he's about 100 rated was the highest. Uh, that, uh, that excelled on heavy as well. So if Scott looks into it a bit more, I think he should be giving this horse a chance on the ground. And um, yeah, I think at 40 to 1 each way, five places. Uh, that's what I'm doing. So Theory of Everything, Coco Jet, each way, five places, sportsbook. All right. So Theory of Everything, Career of the 20s with the sportsbook. Coco Jack currently 40s with the sportsbook. Um, Dan Barber's poke of Royal Rhyme is 14. So Kevin, everyone taking on the favourite and taking a swing left, right and centre. Are you doing the same? Yeah, sure. I'll join in for the crack. Um, I'll go with covered. I'll go. I'm going to go with Coverdale. Um, he's got lots of ones beside his name, Vanessa, which means he must be a good horse. Um, he, he, he's been he's been progressing really well. Uh, like you watch him do it, and like you just get the impression that he is. You know, he's not winning by narrow distances by accident. Um, he seems to be that type, and like he had to overcome. He was left waiting for quite some time before he got. Um, open country last time so I think he was better than the, the half length margin suggests he's got another five pounds and look he's been he's up 17 pounds or something like that but um, he has form on testing ground he stays the trip well he's a pretty straightforward ride you'd love him to be drawn a little bit lower but look at he can hopefully get forward and get a slot in a reasonably handy position and um, while it uh, probably a big ask to complete a five-timer in a race like this um, he hasn't been getting crucified and yeah I think he's he's capable of going very well again okay just before we move on Vanessa I forgot yeah. the stats um yeah they're not they're not really kind of like bet inducing but um Scott's free from 34 with blinkers which is moderate and the gozers are 21 from 110 since 2018 with first time cheat pieces beautiful Beautiful. Um, let's move on, TC. We will stick with you for the six furlong Richmond stakes for the two-year-olds, a group two, of course. Unquestionable is your nine to four favourite with Betfair on the sports book as things stand. Obviously just touched off in the railway stakes when we last saw him. Now comes here for his first trip over to the UK and he's a pretty strong favourite. Um, I presume you're going to tell us this is a terrible betting race given ground conditions, two-year-olds, etc., etc. Um. If he is and I am. <laughs> but like, it's yeah. like, look, Leeds. Yeah. Two row race going to be run on maybe heavy ground. So, yeah, you can make your own conclusions. 
Uh, just all very impressive in the July States. Got a three pound penalty on much softer ground. Unquestionable has got form in the soft. Uh, you've also they're the form horses, but you've got two really good uh, once raced um, winners. Uh, I think Van Dijk is the standout one. Um, Six hundred twenty-five grand breeze up purchase. It, very impressive at Nottingham, and crucially to his chance, that came in a very good time, and also it came on ground that time form called soft. So, if you ask me to have a bet in the race, I would have Van Dijk each way at eleven to two. If you ask me if I'm going to have a bet in the race, I'd probably say no. The answer is no. Van Dijk, uh, what... Van Dijk was impressive and like the ground is could be key. So Van Dijk. All right. Um, what about you, Dan? We know you don't favour these races, but did you find a bet for us? I just think it's very hard now. I was impressed with Ballymount Boy at Hamilton, just a low-key race, but the way he went from last to first in a small field, but he's cop stall one. There just doesn't seem to be any... There's not much soft ground form around anyway. And looking to horses like Jassur, who are amongst what might be the better drawn, you know, in amongst the high numbers because they'll probably come near side again. And all the damn side of his family, sort of Twilight Sun and all those and Music Master, they're all just quick ground horses. The same goes for Bob. Bob Slay's dam was fairly moderate and she never really ran on soft ground. So it's just a very hard race for that reason. And the negative with Unquestionable perhaps is that draw installed too. So I just... Yeah, it looked a bit of a minefield. There might be an upset. Um, I'm a bit bit sorry that Ballymount Boys copped a draw that makes me not want to back him because he was a horse I'd have been interested in stepping up in grade at a big price. All right, yeah, he's currently 25s with the sports book for the Adrian Keat, the yard, Jason Hart in the saddle. Um, Asadna's in here along with Bob Slay, obviously bringing in the um, bringing in Super Royal fun. Ascot form. But Ascot. have we given up altogether on Asadna, Kevin? At this point, I feel like the hype horse has got how the mighty have fallen. Well, the poor, the poor horse. <laughs> I know. Look, I, I, if if horses had feelings and were, were aware of social media, this horse would be very down, wouldn't he? Yeah. Um, look, look, it ran all right. The last day, smaller than me as well. Seeing him yeah. on the TV. It's in the. Um, it, it, it's, Don't be ridiculous with, down now. <laughs> 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 yeah, look, it would, wouldn't be wouldn't be for me. That wouldn't be for me. Um, I, I like Dan. Actually, I was hoping Valley Mount Boy might get a, a slightly better draw because he, he's a work in progress now. But I'd say there's plenty of ability in there. Um, lovely debut when he when he blew when he blew the start at Newcastle. Um, you know, seemed to make hard work of it last time, but would have learned loads. I'm sure he'll come forward again. But this this might just be a little bit too much too soon. Um, and a draw not helping it. Um, but look unquestionable like the draw far from ideal but Jesus like to me what he's done is is upper grade from the rest like even Jassour um like that I thought that was a huge performance at the curl last time like he's always been well regarded um the ground like he he ran very well in the listed race on debut on ground with, with plenty of juice in it um now would he would this be his optimum ground I don't think so but um Class and experience are going to count for an awful lot here. Um, and there's plenty of these that lack experience. And I just thought, I expect them to be a shorter price when I, when I opened the race up, to be honest. Um, and, and despite all those concerns, I still think his price is, is not unreasonable. And um, while I, I could easily pick and poke now around some of the more inexperienced ones and hope that they overcome their inexperience and slip into the frame or a bit better, um, I, just, I just think he's really solid, unquestionable. 
Okay, unquestionable at the top of the market then. Uh, let's move on to the Gordon Stakes, sort of substandard derby horses essentially to the four here, over the one mile, four furlongs, the group three for the three-year-olds. And TC, it's only right we start with you because there's only six runners. Mm. And I'm pretty sure you've given the top three in the market a positive shout or mention at some point on either Wade In or Racing Only Better over the summer so far. So we've got Espionage as seven to four market leader currently. You've definitely spoken highly of him. Artistic yeah. style was your outside punt for the derby at 100 to 30. And I'm sure you've given a recent positive mention to Chesapeake at 9 to 2, who's third best in the market. Yeah. Uh, artistic style was a bit bigger than 100 to 30 in the derby. But yeah, I'll take your point. Um, more importantly, I've actually backed two of these. For the, I backed three horses, very small for the ledger, Tower of London, and the other two are Espionage and Chesapeake. Um, yes. so I found this really, really tricky. Um, very surprised that the connections of chess piece are going on about him wanting dig in the ground. Uh, the Hamilton win last time, which I thought was really impressive, and I ended up backed him at 20s for the ledger after that, came on ground that time form called good. And they actually what well, he ran his worst uh, worst race of the season, albeit first time up on Seth Ground. So I'm not sure chess piece wants ground this this deep. Uh the two soft ground. Confirmed horse, a uh, free soft down confirmed horses are Desert Hero, um, Espionage, and Artistic Star. I like Espionage best. Um, very impressive at uh, Ross Common. The form was not a match on his Group One heavy ground form in France last year, but I was really taken by the manner of the performance. He'd be my idea of the most likely winner, but a seven to four in a race where you can make claims for all six horses at their respective prices uh i'm going to walk away from this from a betting point of view as well but espionage if, pri if prices weren't a consideration espionage all day long but at seven to four i'd want five to two myself and i ain't gonna get him interesting okay what about you dan then um tony's made the case for espionage being too short given the rivals or at the prices he thinks he is, um, would you have the same point of view? Uh, well, yeah, again, I'm just, it's some level of simplicity, looking for horses. If the, I mean, Tony pointed out the three that have shown good form on testing ground. But I have a theory that Canberra legend might be a bit better under these conditions as well. Um, he's a half-brother to youth spirit who was a balding horse who won a Chester Vars a couple of years ago on soft ground at a mile and a half. His only other win was on good to soft. He just strikes me as, you know, like a strong galloping horse who testing ground won't be any issue for. And sure, there's improvement in him now. He's going up to a mile and a half by Australia. As mentioned, youth spirit stayed further than a mile and a half even, but he was a strong stayer at a mile and a half. And there's this stamina elsewhere as well. I mean, Blaine's in the family, that sprinter, but he's a bit of an outlier. So, um, yeah, he, my angle in is he's tentative to some extent because he's not proven on the ground, but actually his prize perhaps isn't aligned for the fact that I think he might be even better on it. So Canberra legend to emerge best of these, which you call him not second rater, did you call him, but throw out from the derby? Yeah. Something like that. Actually, I think we might. Have, I think we might have. I think you might be harsh. I think there might be a ledger winner in there. I really do. 
Yeah, you have um, flagged that up early, to be fair to you, with chess piece. Canberra Legend is currently 5-1. to one. Maybe I am being harsh. I think I call them third raters, actually, Dan. But anyway, <laughs> um, Kevin Blake, are you with or against espionage? I don't mind him. I don't mind him. Like I think he's, I think he's better than Ross Common. He was able to show around Ross Common. Like Ross Common's a tight hole track, and I don't think it was really for him. And you know, you 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 can very fairly revert to his two year old form, which was on a, on a higher level. But um, you know, I am drawn to Desert Hero, and I'm conscious that this race might be a small bit tactical, um, because Desert Hero, like I think that King George the Fifth form is is really strong. Like I think that's going to keep working out very well. Um, and looked at it was a contrasting race to what this is likely to be in that it, it was very well run and he came from a long way back you know I think his connections were intending on riding him quite forwardly and they just went bananas and um, and he ended up you know coming from a long way back having to overcome trouble and running but he's just got the better of what I think is a, was a very well handicapped horse in Valiant King and look while on the figures he's got more to find and um, I, I suspect he will find more and you look back a little bit further at his form and he's operated plenty, albeit at a lower level on testing ground. And um, they might well be able to ride him that bit more forwardly here as they intended at Ascot, but weren't able. Um, like he's 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 you know raced very prominently before. And I'd say that that would be the way I'd want them to be ridden here. Um so I suspect I wouldn't be surprised if they go like a below, a below even pace. So Desert Hero, I thought, was a very reasonable price. Okay, few darts at the board then. On we go to the big one on day three, the Nassau Stakes, the group one for the Phillies and Mares over the one mile, two furlongs. And it might be a bog by the time we get to this race, but as things stand at the moment, we get to see the clash between Friend Trader, Blue Rosen, who's 11 to 10 at the top of the market, having just won the Prix de Diane, comes here off the back of basically being unbeaten. Nashua, is next best at 15 to 8, having dropped down in trip in the Falmouth to win that Group 1 contest when we last saw her. She's now stepped back up in trip and she's back to try and win the Nassau again. And then, of course, we've got the likes of, it's about them in the betting. They're the top two, uh, Na- um, Nashua 15 to 8. But then you've got the likes of Above the Curve, which, of course, we will get Kevin's input on at 10 to 1 in there as well and others. But, Dan, I will start with you here. Betting has it against these top two. Blue Rosen taking on Nashua, three-year-old taking on the four-year-old. So much to like about both of their profiles coming into this. But all we need to know from you is who wins it? The Nash. Oh. Uh, I, I think it's just a bit of a case of, I mean, I'm not, I'm not doubting how good Blue Rosen is and has looked. Um, and she's got form in the mud, albeit that that personal best last time the clear cut win the pre Diane was on ground week or good to firm. Um I just thought Nashua was blistering. I suppose it comes down to some extent to what do you think is a better piece of form, beating never ending story four lengths or winning a Falmouth from Rumarke by five. And I think it's the latter. She's shown her effectiveness on the track in winning this last season. I don't think the mud's gonna be a problem. And I mean it's You'd never say there wouldn't be a turn up because it's soft ground and it might be tactical, but they they found the key to her. And I think it's a tactical thing as much as a trip thing. Hold on to it, allow that to show that burst of pace. And yeah, maybe a mile will prove her optimum ultimately, but she's clearly as good at the moment at this trip. And 
that turn of pace is just so striking that it lulls you in every time. Okay, a vote for Nashvar then. Over to you, TC. Can she give Luro Sen eight pounds? Uh, possibly, but I don't think a mile two and very deep ground is going to suit Nashwa. I mean, I suspect the French horse and above the curve will, will will be the forward goers, and she'll be she'll be ridden for that turn of foot. But she's got form in very deep ground in France. But a combination of a mile two and maybe borderline heavy ground is puts me off. I thought there'd be a shock in this race. I thought above the curve was underrated by the market. Um, 10 to 1, 11 to 1 around as well. Uh, I thought that was big. I tried to make a case for never-ending story because I, I do know that they think this horse is a lot better than it's shown. Um, but I, I have a rule when I'm writing. If I can't write a case in, a, in excess of 250 words for a horse, I don't tip it. And I tried to make a case for never-ending story, but I just couldn't do it. it. All it came down to was she's got heavy ground form and she was 40 to 1 at the time. She's been nibbled into 33. And I, but I just couldn't make the case for it because, you know, she's seen the arse end of Blue Rose send three, the three times they've met. But I just, I thought, I like Dan, I can see an upset in this race. And although I, I couldn't tip her, I am going to back her. In fact, I have backed her at forties, and I, I'm, I'm up to back her at forty-four on the exchange as well. So, I'm going to take a flyer personally on never-ending story at thirty-three to one and above because I do know there have been disappointment with the season four. She finished second in the French Oaks to Blue Rose Sen, uh, and I just think she could be ridden really cold here and maybe stalk Nashua and maybe come a bit later, come latest of all. So, I'm going to take a flyer on. Um, on never-ending story, but it's all—it's just basically an instinct. I can't make a—I can't make a cogent case for her. All right, fair enough. Honesty is the best policy. Never-ending story, thirty-three to one with sportsbook at the moment with Betfair. Um, over to you, Kevin Blake. Does above the curve? I mean, she's currently ten to one against those two horses we've discussed at the top of the market. Does she have a lot on her plate to try and overturn them? Are they cut above her? Excuse no, me. no, I don't think so. Like, I think she's quite closely matched with Nashua. Um, they've met three times um, on two of those occasions. I don't think we saw the um, we saw the best of one or the other, but they, they were very close to match. There was only a short head between them when they both seemed to do their thing in the Prix de l'Opera last year. Um, and look, she was a shade disappointing last time above the curve, but um, Ryan was inclined to put his hands up and say he'd love another goal, basically. He thought he might have made a bit too much use of her early. Um, and look, there'll be no pressure on her here, and the ground isn't going to be an issue for her. Um, she'll flow forward again, and she'll see what Blue Rosen wants to do, but um, above the curve, as she showed the time before, was quite happy making the running. She's just as happy sitting handy. Um, and look, she has she has the class to be to be very very competitive here, and I think the price, as Tony says, is just uh, is just too big. Um, there's too much of a gap between her and Nashua. Blue Rose Sen will know a lot more about her after this. Um, you know, she beat Lindy a couple of times earlier in the season, and the the pre Diana has worked out very poorly. Um, never ending story was second. Obviously, she hasn't it hasn't happened for her since. But um, you look back through the form of that race, and like a whole heap of the fancied horses disappointed. So I don't know how if she achieved quite as much as it seemed that day. So um, so I wouldn't be afraid to take her on. She might well prove to be a beast. But um, um, I think today's um Thursday even is a good day to take her on. And yeah, above the curve has the tools to do it. I suspect. 
All right, above the curve for Kevin Blake at tens. Um, that's Goodwood done and dusted. Day three of Goodwood. Let's roll on today. It'll be day four of Galway, and we will just have a quick look at the Galway hurdle, please, lads. Uh, Zarek the Brave is currently four to one at the top of the market for the all-conquering Willie Mullins team. Filey Bay in there next at six to one. Uh, Brazil in there at sevens, both obviously in the JP McManus colours. Um, Dan, will you be over in Ireland by this point? No, yeah? I won't. No, um, I won't. Um, early flight on Friday, but um, uh, I know until last year, he's just back to the city each way in this race, <laughs> <laughs> and then I missed him last year when he won for a second time. Oh. Massive <laughs> prize. Um, he's presumably trained for the race again, but he's he's an eleven-year-old now. Mind you, he was a ten-year-old. He was he still looked like all his ability was still there. So I don't think he's a million to add to his good record and is an additional place. I think. I'm sure they will be because they're very generous at the Betfair Sportsbook. Um, they are, aren't they? Filey Bay has clearly got one of these with his name on it. Whether it's this one or whether they've got their eyes on things of a higher profile perhaps later in the season, I'm not so sure. That's always something to bear in mind. Um, but I do think for a while that my mate Mozzie's had one of these in him. I mean, it's been it's ages since he made that sparkling start over hurdles, being aggressive from the front and running the finish out of horses. But he won... He's got form on heavy ground on the flight. He was second in a big field and heavy ground. Landed the odds when he was fully entitled to in a maiden to team up for it. And yeah, you mentioned what it's going to be like at Galway, at Goodwood. I'm not sure what it's going to be like at Galway by this point, but I don't think being out of the trouble and out of the kickback is going to be a bad thing if he's ridden aggressively. Okay. Um, TC, we'll come to you next, I think. Although Kevin was looking keen there for a moment. But TC, we will come to you next for the Galway hurdle, please. Yeah. Um, Garing report just in from Galway. It's actually good to yielding on the mm. uh, on the jumps course, which surprises me because every time I turn on the TV, it's been pissing down. But um, it did um, it did make me laugh when uh, Dan just said uh, aggressive from the front. It's just got... I just got visions of a horse saying, don't you fucking dare come past me. <laughs> you come past me, I'm going to give you one. Uh, the, funny enough, the two horses I both backed, both at big prices each way, five places in the sports book, are going from the front. I think they're the most likely pace setters. The first is cashback. Um, 40, um, yeah, both 40s one, I think. Um, and cashback, the angle here is, I know he's 11-year-old and never rode up the course before, but... He's um so he's a very unsexy horse, but he's rated 13 pound lower over hurdles. The handicap has given him a lot of a lot of generosity for for two good runs recently. Um yeah, and I just think cashback is just wildly overpriced there. Uh, and the other one, and I hope Kevin will back this up because I backed, oh, <laughs> I back cashback at 40s each way, but I back Prairie Dancer at 40s with a sports book, Ooh. 50s elsewhere. Uh, and I just can't get my head around why Prairie Dance is so big. Now, obviously, he comes here on the back of a, a a chase run last time, and he's been running badly, but he's back to a mark of 138 now. Um, obviously, he's got form in this race, albeit he's eight pound higher than when third in the race last year. But I just, a horse of this kind of like profile, I mean, he was 142 after winning last September, very impressively. And I think the better ground than expected will suit. And the key to him is that the blinkers are back on after the, he ran in cheapies over fences last time. And five of his six wins have come in blinkers. So 
of a falling handicap mark of 138 with with course form on decent ground. I can't get my head around why why Prairie Dancers 40s and 50s. So cash back and uh, Prairie Dancers for me. So, come on, Kev. Go give on, me, Kev. Yeah, explain the case, this, is a, this is a plot job. Come on. Um, yeah, look, look, I, you just you want the ground to keep drying, um, too dry. Uh, ideally, like it was it was lovely ground when he ran so well there last year and. Um, like I suppose it's probably fair to point out, like he was third in it last year, and that, that was, you know, after getting beat like two days earlier, you know, it wasn't really. It was kind of a, it was kind of um, a plan B as such, but there's been plan A this year, so uh, it wouldn't be a mad one. Like, look, he's whatever eight pounds higher than last year, but he, but he earned the extra for winning at the stole, and um, like he he will get up there in the front end. The blinkers have always seemed to to be a help to him. So um, look, big price. He won't need much encouragement for me now, but I certainly wouldn't put you off. There you go. And who do you fancy then, Kev? Because so far we've got two two eleven year olds tipped in Chew the City and Cashback. Cashback mm-hmm. at forties, Chew the City at sixteens. My mate Mozzie has been thrown in there at tens by Dan. And then, of course, Prairie Dancer at 40. So we've well and truly confused everyone. Do you want to throw anyone else into the mix here? Yeah, I'm tipping one that, that, to be honest, I thought when Dex came out, like, ah, this will be 50s and 66 to 1. That'll be great. But he, he isn't quite that sort of price. Um, Captain Conby and Dusty Sheehy. Uh, and this is just one of those. It's just been a, a, like a long-term thought in my mind that I'm getting a chance to see tested. Um, this horse has never run um over two miles o- over jumps um he's always been running over mid-range or even three miles and if you watch him through his races like he's caught many an eye in the last like year or so and um, like he just travels powerfully and and is a bit disappointing off the bridle um even in the um in the old coral cup he, he did something similar um and like i think there's a big one in him and I think the drop the two miles with loads of pace and cover in front of him might be the thing to do it. Look, he might just be a bit windy and a bit of a short runner, but um, the, the drop the two miles was the angle that I've had in mind for him for ages. So um, nice to see it get tested on such a big stage when he gets to to race off 11 stone, you know, um, with no pressure on him. So um, hopefully he'll come swinging into it and, um, and deliver this time off the bridle. Um, all right, well, hopefully, hopefully, yeah, currently 14. So, your dreams of 50 to 1 are a long, long way off. Yeah, there's 25, there's 25s in the village. I suspect he will go off something like 25s or 33s. Um, okay. now, unless like, un- unless people latch on, because like a, a bare look at his form now wouldn't make him a 14 to 1 shot, in my view, you know, in, in a race like this. But I suspect he'll go off, um, he'll go off bigger. But you have now tipped him, Kev, and we know that you move markets. So Lord knows yeah, yeah. what yeah, price. Yeah, the, 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 the other way. <laughs> <laughs> uh, currently 14th of the sports, but may go off a fair bit bigger than that. Uh, it's time for naps, guys. Can we have your naps, please? Dan Farber, I am going to start with you, and I'm going to take a guess that your nap is Nashua in the NASA. Mm, yes, it is. Is it? Mm, I was going to say Canberra Legend, but I'm easily. Well, no, don't, don't. I was just guessing. Canberra suggestion. Canberra Legend, three o'clock. Ah, okay, perfect. I was just guessing for the fun of it, but I won't do that again. Sorry, Dan. I don't want to put you off your stride. Canberra Legend, it is. Um, TC, your nap, please. You've had a few races with no bets, so I don't know where you're going, really. 
My nap's already landed, actually, and that is you wouldn't have your uh, underwear on the banister again. Yeah. <laughs> um, no, I had to take that off. Disappointing show last yesterday. <laughs> Racing creeps will be forever in your debt for that. Um, on the basis that I think Coco Jack might be a non-runner, and he shouldn't be, George Gott, look at your pedigree. I'm going to split stakes on Coco Jack on Fear of Everything in the first at Goodwood. Theory of everything at 20s and Coco Jack at 40 to 1 currently. Kevin Blake, over to you for your nap, please. I go with above the curve. I fancy her, and the price is very much right. Beautiful. Above the curve and the Nassau at 10 to 1. Right. Boys, thank you very much as always. Gamble responsibly. Have a good day. I was going to say have a good week. Have a good day. And we'll be back tomorrow with more previews of more of Goodwood and probably a little bit of Galway again. But in the meantime, thank you very much for listening.